If you're a Civil War history buff, or if you like cats, or both, you're going to want to listen to Rebecca Brown of Civil War Tales Museum in Gettysburg on this crummy little podcast. This time of year means two things. Grade school field trips are finishing up, and family road trips are right around the corner. Now, if you're a native Pennsylvanian like me, that means this time of year probably brings back memories of Gettysburg. If you haven't been there in a while, the Civil War Tales Museum presents dioramas of key moments in the Civil War with the soldiers presented as cats. Rebecca Brown is the owner of Civil War Tales. Rebecca, thanks for joining this crummy little podcast. Thanks for having me. Now, before we start, uh, folks can check out the museum at CivilWarTales.com. That's Civil War, T-A-I-L-S, as in a cat's tail. Rebecca, you run this museum along with your sister. How long have you guys been doing this? Well, we started making the soldiers when we were 11, um, about 20 years ago, approximately. Um, I started by making General Lee and General Grant out of clay after I had read biographies on the two generals and became interested in them. Um, but when I made them, I actually made them cats with uh, beards and uniforms and tails. So we still have our original General Grant around. Uh, General Lee had to be remade um, just so that he could be in a nice new uniform for our surrender Appomattox diorama. But General Grant's just as old and creaky as he always was. So. <laughs> now, uh, that's a good detail to bring up because, okay, the novelty of cats aside, and, and if you check out the website, you can see uh, you guys have, um, you know, Pickett's Charge depicted. You've got the, the siege on Fort Sumter. Uh, now, is, is Little Round Top, I see the, the pictures on the website of the of the creation of it. Is it open and ready for the public? Yeah, Little Round Top's on display. Um, it's still in process. We're slowly putting the regiments on as they're ready. So we have about a third of it done and um, parts of the other. And we have all the rocks done and working on the trees. And Well, but it's, it's interesting reading through the descriptions of these dioramas because putting aside the novelty of the cats, your interest in the Civil War runs pretty deep. And you seem to put a lot of thought into the stories that you're telling with with these dioramas. Yeah, each diorama is really inspired by a story. You know, we'll be reading a book on a certain topic and think, oh, wow, that would make a great diorama. Uh, sometimes it's inspired by one person. Sometimes it's by a unit. Sometimes it's an entire action. Really, the only diorama that's the other way around is Fort Sumter because we knew we wanted to do Fort Sumter. We just didn't know the point in time that we wanted to do until after we had started the research for that. We made that one for the 150th anniversary of 1861. So, yeah, our dioramas are really based on the stories. And so, actually, a lot of the information on the display panels of the dioramas are stories of individuals or units. Um, we also have the general um, information to get you oriented where you are in the Civil War and also um, the battle um, general overview of what you're seeing on the diorama. But then we'll have some of our favorite quotes from individuals um, about you know what they were experiencing and also stories um, of individuals that are portrayed on the diorama, which I think is a good way to really um, be able to relate to history because um, 
really when you're reading these stories, um, so many of them can apply to life today. Um, just the, the character that you see um, can inspire you to, you know, imitate the the courage, the honor, the the bravery. You guys are right there in, in Gettysburg. Uh, anyone who's been there, as you walk the battlefield, and you feel the old cliche is that oh, history comes alive here. But when you walk through and you see places where people stood, and, and you can kind of envision in your head the way things may have played out, that that does affect you. And I think the same is true when you see, uh, you know, a piece of of artwork that's true to the actual story. And that's what's really impressive about what you and your sister have, have built and what you and your sister are building is that that every piece that's that's in one of your dioramas is put there very purposefully. I mean, did I read right? You you guys are yeah. I mean, it's it's one cat per one soldier. Yeah. And um what you said about being on the battlefield and you know, being able to you know, almost see the action around you is true. Um and I think for people who you know, haven't quite gone into Gettysburg that deeply yet. You know, so if they go to the angle, they might just, you know, see it a really nice field and some birds. Um, whereas, you know, I would be thinking about all the different, you know, units around there, the stories that I've read about. And I think our diorama is a good way to sort of introduce that to the new people who don't know anything about Gettysburg. They might not even know, you know, where it fell in the timeline of the battle. And so now they have a chance to be able to come and see the angle and the collapse of trees, which you know they've seen already or will be seeing, and they can see it populated um, as it would have been. They can see what it would have looked like for the soldiers. Um, you know, approximately. Our our dioramas aren't. You know, we try to keep them PG-13 type. You know, instead of like, or PG right, yeah. instead of you know all the blood. You know, but. And we still haven't figured out how to do drifting smoke. Well, some of it looks pretty good just <laughs> yeah. from the pictures that I can see online. It just and no, there's no uh, there's no little kitty cat uh, Civil War hospital with someone sawing off a limb or anything like that. But well, you know, we do have General Yule's amputation, but it's still not oh, do as you much really? blood as you would have. We got rid of the cat on the angle that used to have his head off. He was in a former <laughs> one before it shrank to this size, and we decided not to you know remake him in the new size. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, it's nice to be able to, you know, have our dioramas available for people to be able to see what it looked like. I mean, when we go down to the Devil's Den now, and Ruth looks across, you know, we're standing a little round top looking over at Devil's Den. She sees our diorama and the, you know, artillery being pulled off the side of it. She can really visualize what it would have looked like. And I think that's, you know, one of the goals of our dioramas. Now, what kind of reaction do you get from tourists and from other folks? in Gettysburg or other folks who are interested in Civil War history? Well, so far the um, feedback we've had is has been really good. Sometimes people will get all the way through the diorama before they look real close and go, is that a tail? Uh, yeah, you've been looking at cats <laughs> the whole time. Um, so, you know, it, it's fun because some people are cat people who saw our website before and really wanted to come to see what this whole cat thing was. And others are just people coming in, and, and they don't you know, have to know that as cats to really be able to get something out of the diorama. And, um, and it's a great way to introduce cat people to the history. And, you know, um, you know, anyone who might not be into the history thing, you know, once you start putting stories to the names and dates, then it becomes more interesting. And people really enjoy being able to see them and, you know, see the details and 
see inside the ironclads, that always is a nice surprise for them. See the escape tunnel out of Andersonville. You know, all those little details that we have fun putting in our dioramas. It's fun sharing them with people. Now, I see your hours are tailored towards the evening, which is great. Obviously, when it starts getting dark, you really can't go out in the middle of a dark battlefield. And, and depending on how superstitious you are, you may not want to. But you, you guys are in a, a very historic building so I I do have to ask any any uh, any kind of creepy ghost stories from your not yet from your we've first... only been here three years. Um, somebody once told us that we have a lot of orbs in our house, and we're like, oh, that's interesting. So now we just tell our cat to stop beating up the orbs, <laughs> but that's about it. You know, we haven't seen anything. We joke that um, it's because when I moved out here all by myself, you know, I said that if there were any ghosts, they'd have to you know, either help with dioramas, play bridge with me, because I was trying to learn that when I move out here, or be security, and nobody's shown up to volunteer, so I guess they don't want to. <laughs> so as as I'm, I'm looking through, I see a, a great photo montage of, of yourself and your sister putting together the little round top diorama. How long does it take you to put together one of these things? It really varies. Um, the angle was our first topographical diorama. Um, and Dad had the idea and helped us build a platform for it. And it's sort of the same style as Little Round Top with the insulation panels and cut, cut down and shaved down to the right topography. Um, I think that one's taken about four years. We started it in 2000. Wow. Um, of course, currently I'm actually adding about 900 Confederates to it based on you know, more reading um, as you learn more things. It really depends, though. Um, the ironclad is about a year and a half because there are fewer cats. You know, it's a small diorama. You really just have to build the ships. Um, so, yeah, we, we get sidetracked on other projects, and so it's really hard to say. If it's actually, you know, if we're focused on it, it might range from a couple months to, you know, a few years. I mean, it's fascinating not only the process of, of building the topography of these battlefields, but then also, as you mentioned just now, reading and saying, oh, well, wait a second, there was another you know, regiment here, so we've got to account for that. That's a lot of detail and passion that's being put into it. Yeah, it's been interesting um, to just trying to reconcile accounts um, because it's kind of funny how, I guess, and I've never actually you know, written um, a historical book or anything like that, but I almost feel like when you're making a diorama, you really have to pin down certain things, like where Armistead fell. And, you know, maybe when you're writing a book, you can have your opinion as to who's right. You don't have as big a necessity, maybe, to actually pin down where he fell. But obviously, he only fell one place. And we have to say, okay, these guys were all there. Ruth's a lawyer, so she knows that, you know, eyewitnesses' accounts can be wildly different. Um, just from the memory. Um, but, you know, sometimes there are ways to actually, you know, reconcile things in new ways. And um, and it's just fun as you do a diorama to see those connections. Um, when we were doing Fort Sumter, there are a couple stories of soldiers who went up on the top tier of the fort to fire the bigger guns. And, you know, as Ruth's doing the research reading these stories, I'm working with photos that the Confederates took right after the surrender of the fort, and also a diagram that the Park Service had put together of what size gun was where and that sort of thing, and come to find out that one of the photos 
actually matches with both stories that she's reading. So it was really fascinating to be able to match the stories with the photos. Um, and I don't know if that's been done before or not. You know, I don't know if anyone's made that connection. I've actually gone through Fort Sumter, and I don't remember them telling that story until I read it on your on your website. I was like, geez, maybe I have to go back and pay a little bit more attention. What do you find the most rewarding or most uh, exhilarating about presenting these dioramas? I really think it's interacting with the people, um, especially the kids when they get excited. Um, I just love chatting with people, hearing their stories um, and their opinions and you know, being able to, you know, share the stories of the men and um, women of the Civil War with them and um, just chatting. And then, you know, kids just love seeing them, and so it's fun to be able to talk with them. We had a family come in, and you know, I spent time showing them how to make a cat out of Sculpey, you know, and so it's just so much fun just interacting with them. And I think that's really what the goal of our cats is to just engage people and get them interested um, in some aspect of the diorama, whether it's the history, which, you know, is our goal, but it can also be the art aspect, you know, maybe, you know, you want to just go home and make trees and, you know, learn how to make cats, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be cats, it doesn't have to be, you know, cats in the Civil War either, but, um, and, and just being able to, you know, help kids and adults understand that, you know, you can use anything that's around. I mean, we just started off using whatever's in the house. You know, we use toothpicks, we use paper clips, you know, um, wire that dad had out in the garage. Um, so it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg to do nice-looking dioramas if you're a little creative. And, you know, obviously it takes practice. It took us 20 years to get this far. Um, our earlier dioramas are not as you know, large and impressive as the round top will be when it's done. But um, at the same time, you know, it's not something to be scared of, like, oh, I can't do that. Well, sure you can. We can. We're not special, you know. <laughs> We're just normal. Well, it certainly sounds like a fun time, and if you find yourself traveling through Gettysburg this summer and are looking for something to do in the evening, you can check out Civil War Tales, and you can look them up, Civil War Tales, T-A-I-L-S dot com. Rebecca Brown, owner of Civil War Tales, thank you very much for joining this crummy little podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this crummy little podcast. If you want to hear more, check out www.crummylittlepodcast.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, and don't forget to leave a review. Thanks again.